0: Hey, good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night. And today's top story. And and wait. Do you have any like what? annoying plugs
1: for concerts? Of course. I mean, like performances. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, what's today's day? Okay. Uh a couple quick ones, real quick. October the 20th. I'm at Griselda Land, aka Buffalo, New York. Right. It's a Wednesday. And they're trying to they're trying to shut the site down. So I gotta prove I could bring the people out. So Wednesday, October the 20th, Buffalo Helium Comedy Club. Mm-hmm. The 21st, I'm at my second new home. Okay. Which is Burlington, Vermont. It's not my home yet. It's a wishful thinking. Okay. Burlington, Vermont. That's going down October 21st at the Vermont Comedy Club.
0: Bring your granola and your Ben and Jerry's. Listen,
1: you don't have to remind those people. It's there. They come stacked. Okay. And then November 3rd, I'm in good nights in Raleigh, North Carolina. Raleigh. Well, how about this? How about this? I have a plug as well. Wait, one more. I just got to do my New York one. Every Wednesday night, me and my boy Will Silvers from the Talk Clearly A Podcast got a show called The Chemistry Set. It's a very funny New formula for stand-up comedy at the Comedy Cellar every Wednesday, 10.30. Rosenberg, go. Get that money. Get that money.
0: Here we go. Real late live. I'm finally doing a concert uh, album celebration. Gramercy Theater. Wednesday, Wednesday, November 24th.
1: Oh, word.
0: That's the day before Thanksgiving for you and me. You're
1: doing Gramercy.
0: Styles P, the Ghost, Ooh, Mayhem, Loren, Uh huh, Crime Apple, Flea Lord, Right, Special Guests, Um, Styles P's Peoples, the Hoodies, My Man Jay Nice from the album, Special Guests, I'm hoping Cipher Sounds will DJ
1: a set. Oh, I'm, I'm coming.
0: Um, I, I didn't know
1: it was at Gramercy. Is that- I didn't know we was doing it big time.
0: Oh, yeah, baby. And it's the night before Thanksgiving, so people want a party. Let's, let's just have a party. In addition to the performance. I thought you were going
1: to be at Ricky's Babalu in Parsippany, New Jersey. <laughs> I didn't know you was doing Gramercy Theater. Now,
0: real quick, before we get this thing started, I got to bring in Billy June for one question. Hey, Billy June. Yes. Nope. No, I'm not complaining. I'm not angry. You're doing a great job. Terrific, terrific, terrific job. Um, I know it's so weird, though. I saw we hit the 500 Patreon Oh. number went over it
1: okay. and then we i looked before th- you even said it said it we hit it and
0: then i looked last night and it had dropped all the way down i haven't looked what does
1: what does drop all the way down mean
0: it means that as of three days ago it said uh-huh. i saw 504
1: looking right now
0: i looked right Probably. now it says uh-huh. 463 Ooh, that's a big drop so what's going on is it just something? are we not
1: delivering
0: it can't be that it can't be that are we
1: not delivering now wow we
0: saw that are, are that many people offended by david banner's vaccine stance i don't think Maybe. so it can't be like i mean a, it's a guest's opinion people can have opinions what, what are we supposed to do it can not be that
2: no i, I feel I, like at some point you hit
0: us a certain number where you don't notice when people drop, but right now we're at a spot where it's, but also it's, One, the
1: answer, it's the 100% not any type of answer.
0: Yeah, that wasn't an answer. Um It dropped <laughs> off no, by 40 a, in two days. Also
1: October 1st.
0: October, October 1st. No, that is, he's right. Oh, That's so they what kind of it is.
1: Before is. They're all like, Oh, I'm gonna dip before I get charged again. And then they come back sometimes or we never yes, know. They, get, they come back a lot. They don't get a month free or nothing like that, right? <laughs> no, nothing. Yo, yeah, y'all, come up. on, man. And I saw a
0: comment this week on Twitter, too. Yo, shout out to Juan Epp, Cypher Sounds, and Rosenberg. You know, I've been down forever. Um, the First podcast I ever listened to, I still listen to this day. And no, I still Thank won't you. pay for Patreon. Wow. They're, like, proud to not support. I'm like, I, I oh, mean, boy. we've given you 200 episodes, you know, interviews with the greatest
1: of all time. And by That's the way, why- go ahead, Billy June. That's why I hate when you say the number, because literally every time you say the number, the next time we talk about it, it dipped. Well, here's and the number It's always at the end to... of the month. It's tunnel.
0: always the end of the month. You're right. We gotta yeah. build back up.
1: Here's the number you need to know 750.
0: 750. $750.
1: $750. Come on. We're not like one of them $15 Patreon. We're not like only OnlyFans.
0: No. $750. And by the way, I have a hunch that the stories we get today. <laughs> if if we don't make it all into the main episode and it continues into patreon i think people are going to be very very tight also big celebration coming up how about this we'll gotta get celebrate. we'll get more into details later cuz we got to bring the guest on but november 9th new york yeah. comedy festival Ooh. Juan Epp live baby live show now you show.
1: talking uh, now you talking we have to stand comedy club now listen this is a place i perform at right actually all weekend wait wait long, before, hold doing, on
0: hold on hold on can we let's yeah. do this later don't do the entire biography of the stand now
1: all weekend long i'm there with dave chappelle <laughs> secret shows oh i heard about but by the time this
0: comes out it's over
1: oh you missed it you should have got on our Damn, page we told you all about it last week did we, oh did you
0: no he, he's lying <laughs> all right guys
2: i'm saying represent for the fam from crazy ass queens you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying it's time for your mind. Check it out. Yeah. For those who don't know the way I call, my name's fucking Mike Geronimo. Fucking you know Mike Geronimo.
0: Y'all know who you is. Saife, would you say that our guest, uh, Mike Geronimo, Queen's finest, is <laughs> my girl just kicked her leg in the air in Queen's so- <laughs> In Queen's Solidarity. She just kicked her leg up. Um, would you say Mike Geronimo uh, is one of those artists, Saife, that like when someone when someone knows Mike Geronimo, you know that it's someone who had the the proper hip hop connoisseur taste.
1: Correct, hundred percent. That's the fact? hundred percent.
0: What? Yo, you were <laughs> yo Mike Geronimo was like you were in in that list of my favorite like underground rap rap music for real rap heads upper,
1: up yeah but upper level underground like but upper underground level. that you could play in the clubs that everyone loved you know what i mean but hold yeah, on yeah, I but
0: appreciate I, that. This, there's a I lot there's a lot to get you first of all safe how is this the first time we've ever had mike geronimo
2: on a, official because
1: month? we 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 suck as human beings and as broadcasters and journalists and podcasters
2: thank Look, you that's neither here nor there i'm on the epstein <laughs> podcast right now okay so you made it. There's this exuberance that's like underneath all of this that's just hulking to to to, to explode. So I'm just glad to be Listen, here, listeners. We're having a to talk about these numbers too, Bill. What we numbers? Still, the numbers we were just going over. And oh. if there's ever any special David Chappelle show that no one knows of, tell your friend Mike. That yeah, because Mike's it.
0: out here. Mike's in the streets. Always has I'm been. In the streets. That is something I'm that's always been true. Um <laughs> he's, he's outside. He's no, he's outside. Siph, <laughs> um yeah. Saif, let's, let's start from the very beginning, Mike Geronimo. Okay. Um I you you first came into my purview as a at the time, you know, young young DJ in the mid-90s <clears throat> with wow. that record that we just played with shit's real. Um yeah. that was the first time I was familiar with you, with blunt recordings, with mm-hmm. TVT. Mm-hmm. um with royal flush yeah. um anything related to that the things that came later that i didn't even realize at the time irv gotti etc mm-hmm. all of that cypher did you have any did you know any mike geronimo prior to that or were, were you aware of him before that single no i mean what year did that record come out 94? 94 94 yeah, 95
2: yeah i think i think it was 94
0: yeah I, think-
1: I was just a young buck in the game man I was watching DJ Riz cut that up on WBAU.
2: Riz, shout DJ out to Riz. Riz yeah, up. yeah. Um, My God.
1: Yeah, but that did set off, in the, uh you know, you know what's funny, Mike? What's I'm up? glad you're here because your story is similar to our story, where we set off so much shit that is now extremely huge and popping, and um. might not get the credit we deserve.
0: You, you're the you're at the beginning of a lot of stuff, Mike. Ja Rule, Ho, Verve, Gotti. a lot of stuff starts around DMX. the Mike Geronimo talk. DMX.
2: Yeah. So I mean, I, I'm just thankful I was in the right place at the right time. That's all, bro.
0: So you how did know? it? So how did it start? And where was the? Yeah. It was Flushing. Where exactly was it?
2: Well, I, I I grew up in Flushing, you know, and um, but uh, are you Chinese? <laughs> no right um, right like but you gotta understand sites like when i was coming up in flushing uh-huh. it was it was different right it was more you know you yeah, had like a little needs. bit of everything it, it wasn't <laughs> what it is now right you know what i mean no disrespect it, it just at wasn't what it was now no, it's but,
1: just like in today's era yeah today is really different like you, you it's almost it's almost more Chinatown than Chinatown. Can any
2: I like? I feel like,
1: authentic, not China right.
2: Too. Like I feel like a stranger when I yeah, when I right. go through there. That, but anyway. So I was born in Flushing and raised there for the most part, and then I ended up um moving to Bayside when I was in my teenage. Are you Korean? Are you Korean? I was <laughs> <say>. <laughs> nah, it's just all. <laughs> full blood what you see what you get but long story short we ended up moving to bayside because my dad was in the military and because of that i went to bayside high school from mm. bayside high school i met my man chucky e. madness from hollis and he knew irv Gotti. and chucky e. madness was a dj in queens that was like popping at the time so he found out i could spit and i just started going to his crib in hollis on the weekends like you know, just rhyming while he would cut different beats up. And I guess he must have told Irv about me or whatever. And then I did some talent Even even Uh, then, who was Irv? Yeah, so who was Irv? I didn't know Irv, Sife, like before. Yeah, he wasn't, wasn't
1: you know, he wasn't that big. He was just like another DJ around the way.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, from, from what I came to learn, he was, you know, he was DJing in the park at jams here and there. And, you know, he was Think with like hoving them and and going on tour a little bit and stuff like that. So he had already had figuratively his feet wet with them. Right, the right, right. before me, bro. Right. Like I didn't, You know, I wasn't. I wasn't gunning for none of that. I was just spitting. You know. So, I guess. Um. Chuck had told her if I was doing some talent show that like Chuck put me in. I didn't even know I was doing the talent show. Like I just came in his crib and he's like, "Yo, we going to do?" It? I was like, "All right, cool." And we went to 109 in Liverpool. That's where the talent show was. 109
0: and, in Liverpool. Okay.
2: Yeah, you don't want to be around here, bro. All right. Um, well,
1: we don't want to be. <laughs> a, it's
2: not a place to be around.
1: Somewhere we don't walk,
2: want. To be, okay, um, got it. Like
1: to mark what, down those neighborhoods. What's the joint that's yeah. out
2: Um. Power. it's like if you watching Book of Canaan and all of that, like Okay, that's the area where the town uh, show is where they shown in Southside. Um and I ain't get booed and I was like the only one nobody ain't throw records at or bottles at while it was- <laughs> what'd you what did <laughs> you rhyme?
0: What'd you rhyme on? Do you remember what beat you rhymed on?
2: I, I actually it's funny because I wrote a song called Mike Geronimo, Microphone Geronimo. And that came from the name. And it was over the, the beat for Barry White playing your game. Oh, and yeah. just cutting playing your game up. And I finished in the auditorium was dumb, quiet. And I was like, okay. And I just heard somebody like, yo, you got another song? And everybody was just like, yeah, do another one. So I just started freestyling and Irv was there. And that's how I met him. Mm-hmm. And um, he said he had a studio. and I was drunk, so I just started spitting in his ear, like just freestyling. And he was just smiling. He's like, "Yo, you know, you need to fuck with me in the studio." Blah, da, da. And then a shootout broke out, and we all got separated. So maybe a couple weeks after that, he had called me, and he was like every day calling me like yo why don't you try the studio thing if you don't like it you don't gotta go you know you know you don't have to do it anymore and i went and the first time i went we did shits real and the rest was history the first time you went you did shits real mm-hmm. wow shits real was like the first song i ever in my life ever recorded in a studio it was really the first time i ever recorded I like i had been wow. yeah you know so wow yeah, I'm right in, we was doing it.
1: Good job, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Thanks, bro. <clears throat> you know what's funny? Um, did you watch the Wu Tang show? I was a
0: safe, I was about to say no, the same
1: I've
2: thing. Heard about it, but I haven't seen it yet. But bro, I the funny thing is,
0: go ahead.
1: You you know, I'm pulling it up. A, um, they showed a RZA when he was Prince Rakim mm-hmm. before you know he formed Wu Tang, and the single he had "Ooh, We Love You, Rakim" was over the same sample as we, sorry, somebody about, told me
2: that I think with Denise listen, here, thing. here you go listen, listen he listen. couldn't
1: clear it listen listen so then that they re, they changed it but originally the one that made him pop was that was the same sample.
2: That's crazy. You know what's funny too bro I think somebody tweeted that to me or something it's like yeah. yo how did you get the sample cleared I've got and he couldn't too and I, many ladies, I, you know. I've
1: got to learn
2: to say no I remember this and that's crazy, because now that oh, I hear, I never caught, love caught you, on to that, move. Oh,
0: and it's funny, it's so much better than the, than the later version. It really was. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Time is moving slow. Life is a drag. There's money to make him more girls to bag. Fully aware, so I stuff up on the square. Looking for what? The cootie in the chair. Flex and I flex on the opposite sex. Hit him up quick and step to the next. It seems I'm a theme for a sex routine. Love to hit them scream.
1: Yo, it's crazy. Hey, how'd you get that one? How'd you get that one? It's on YouTube. Oh, that's dope.
2: Yeah, because in the show... Yeah, I never heard that version. Me neither. I the remember show. the video. Like, I remember seeing the video on Visitor Music Box.
1: It was a different beat. They had to change the beat for the video. Yeah, yeah um, that's crazy. But um, but it's just, it's like when you watch, like, if you're a hip-hop fan and you watch that show, uh-huh. everybody, as soon as he plays that demo and, and he gets the record deal with Tommy Boy, every, I know for a fact everybody thinks of you because that's like, oh, that's the shit's real beat.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow. That's yeah, crazy. Salute man. And he couldn't, he couldn't clear it. Yeah, then somebody then, had asked me about it. Like somebody, somebody asked me how we were able there. to, and I was like, "Yo, I, I, don't know. I was, I don't
1: know. That's not your business. That ain't my
2: yeah. That wasn't my department. I just go spend. <laughs> you know. And, but shout out to wizard That's cool.
0: And and that song was produced by Irv. He he did everything on the production of that.
2: For the most part, like the the sto- I was always kind of a little foggy on on the origin of the beat because Chuck told me that he had came up with the idea of the sample, and Irv said he came up with the idea for the sample. And I know that Irv definitely programmed it, like with the drums and and uh, like I was there for that, you know. So there was always who, who, that- said,
1: who said they came up with the idea for the sample.
2: My man, Chuck, that introduced Oh, Chuck,
1: oh, oh, yeah, right, Yeah, right,
2: right, so right. he was like, he's the one that was like, yo, Mike Sharam over Free. so and and I don't know, know how, you know, I wasn't there for that, but it's just always been some sort of discrepancy well, between hey, them.
0: So. I mean, listen, this is the music business, so the record books say it's Irv Gotti, that's for sure. Um, but, yeah, but, that, so, but,
1: but picking a sample is like,
2: back then, especially because you rhyme over
1: the whole loop, so you can't really claim... The, you know yeah, I mean?
2: you, gotta, you know, I'm just like at the end of the day, whoever was the one who was on the machine, to me, that's the person who did it, Yeah. You know, now, so yeah.
0: So you, got, you recorded it in 93, it ends up coming mm-hmm. out, it says here, according to Wikipedia, the single was released on June 10th, 1994 um, Was it? So it says, okay. which, sound, which sounds right to me, because I feel like I was playing it all the way into 95, like it was definitely moving Right, um, um And then Master IC came out in 95. We'll get there. But so you guys were just running around shopping, shopping a deal with that single. Was that like the thing you guys were bringing to labels?
2: We did. We actually ended up, I think, I want to say we did maybe three more songs. So we did a B-side called Hemming Heads. Of course. I love Hemming Heads. And we did... um. We did another song called For My Niggas, which ended up being You're Only a Customer by Jay-Z. Um, wow. Yeah, so I did that that beat. And then um, I think we used one song that I did with Cash Money Click called Represent. And it was just like, we were just freestyling. So it was me, Ja, Chris Black, O, and we were just really freestyling, but it ended up turning into a song. And then I think from there, Irv, you know, he was talking to the labels or whatever, but I just remember him coming to me one day and be like, yo, this shit ain't moving fast enough. Like I gonna press this shit up on my own. And I was like, How are we gonna do that? And he's like, I don't know. I'm gonna figure it out. And next thing you know, he pressed it up. And you know, then we was running around. We would go up the Hot. We would go up the BLS. We would and go this is a white label. So this is a white label. This is. It was not. Yeah, it was a black label to be exact. It was a a black label with silver lettering and it had the uh, this Mike Geronimo logo we came up with really quick. And yeah, we took it to everybody. Oh, so, the,
1: so you, the record was out before the before you were signed.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, because we was taking it to the clubs. We was taking it to, we went to Flex. Flex used to do, I think, the Palladium, shit like that. So we would go to every DJ that was in New York. He would take me to the club. He'd be like, yo, take the 12-inch, go give it to him, introduce yourself. And he would go in front of Hot 97 and every other radio station and just sleep there till he saw who he needed to see. And he would jump out and then give him and hit him with the, the record. Yo it's I it's
0: I see it on um I see it on Discogs um none are available for sale but I see this I see this record y'all put on Y'all y'all squeezed a lot on that twelve inch too. Four versions on the A side, four versions on the B side. I don't know about this logo, Mike. I don't know. I'm glad I, I can see why this wasn't the long term logo.
2: Nah, that wasn't the long term. That was just like yo, here, let, let's get this out there. Like, All right, cool. You know, so it was what it was. But yeah, you know, Irv was just big on the time is now, and we can't wait on anybody, and so that's how we move. Dope.
0: And how did it end up being TV, Blunt TVT? How did that end up being the thing?
2: Um, We met, we were hearing from, it got to a point where we started to hear from a couple of different labels. And if memory serves me correct, I think we went to maybe two of them, three of them. We I remember going to Wild Pitch. And I remember Search was very big on me coming up there. But something had jumped off, like, right while we were at Wild Pitch that day, and we, like, were like, okay, we don't want any parts of this, so it was good on that note. You mean, mean like, label
0: drama popped off between, like, artists and the label?
2: Yeah, yeah, like a, a group that was signed on a label, the management had came, and... I think the bro's name was Stu Fine, that owned Wild pistol. Fine, yep. yeah. yeah. Yes, Stu was there. And
1: the, late, the, um, the dudes came up there while you were up there?
2: Yeah, and they wilded Crazy. out. You know, and police yeah. came and. and what? Like, all this shit. Yeah. Oh, so, what, it, what, a, what
0: a terrible right. impression to make on Mike Geronimo and Irv Gotti. Not-
2: yeah, I felt <laughs> so bad for them, bro, because I was like, this is like way more than awkward you know what i mean so and i just remember thinking if i were like search or stew like how i would feel with all of this mayhem going on when you're trying to land someone here so i remember just trying to do my best to make them feel like oh it's no big deal and i you know (laughs) Yeah, like, somebody's trying okay. to stab you. It's okay, that happens. You, know? <laughs> you know, and then we left it. I remember we got the vid, and I just looked at her, I was like, nah, bro, I ain't going up there. He just laughed. He's like, nah, fuck that. You know, so, um, and then we sat, and we met with TBT. I believe Loud was interested in us at the time, but they weren't fully asserted just yet. Right. But I know that, Um, Steve Rifkin had like a a real, real desire to have me sign there. So I I always remember that. I got to tell you,
0: in retrospect, Syph, Mike Geronimo on Loud is sort of a great fit in retrospect.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, man, we we all look back and we know everything that came from all these labels and all the great songs, the classic records. But back Mm -hmm. then it was just uncharted territory go, yeah of yeah, exactly. course there's like, no not, way to know every label was the same it was like some white dude that liked hip-hop <laughs> and, and, and god you know god bless them they 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 helped put the music out that we now love to this day yeah. but they were all the same they were all like oh this music is seems to be the music the kids like nowadays let's put some yeah but, the, out. but that
0: is do you think ultimately the reason loud turned out to be a better place is because instead of it being the old guy who liked this music and thought it was for the kids, it was the son of someone like that who was younger I, and got it himself.
1: Yeah. I believe that's part of it, but also I'm not. I, I'm also a you know it's also luck. You know what I mean? Like who knows, man? But yeah, he was yeah he was a he was a little younger, so he was like mm-hmm. like when you're younger, like that Wu Tang Mob Deep wilding out is kind of fun in the office. Yeah, exactly. you know what I mean. <laughs> so when, you're a little, when you hit your late 30s, 40s, you're like, get these
2: motherfuckers <laughs> out of here. Yeah. Or you just don't go to the office. You ain't going up there. <laughs> cool. Cool. Well, yeah. yeah. Wild pitch, yeah.
1: loud. Um, TV,
2: priority.
1: Priority. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was a lot of labels back then. It was then, a lot of labels at the time.
2: Select, select records. Relativity. Relativity. Yeah, yeah they were cool.
1: all similar, man.
2: Yeah, he, he you, you ain't never lied. It was definitely like looking at the same person on different blocks, you know yeah. what I mean? So, Tommy Boy, Tommy Boy as well. But oh. I think that's what set TVT apart when we sat down with them, which was why, what? That way. Why, did, why, why,
1: did, why did that set it apart?
2: First off... what on, was
1: it that set it apart
2: for me? I can't say what it was for Irv. But for me, I think it was me sitting with Steve Gottlieb and we just had a a good talk. Yeah. and
1: That's really what it is.
2: Yeah, he just seemed like, you know, like he believed in what we were doing and he just seemed like, you know, he believed in putting me in the position of being like the first hip-hop artist on his brand new label. You know, and that was a point that Irv kept driving home, is like, yo, you're going to be the first. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Right. Of the, of a, the, you're going to be the first of the first.
1: Yeah. The first matters.
2: Right. And again, though, I'm young, bro. And like I said, I wasn't expecting any of the things that were recurring, I just went and did it. So, I mean, all in all out of everybody we talked to, they just felt like the place to be mm-hmm. and they just felt. Like the most sincere, you know. And, and again, I have to reiterate: I was very young. I'd never known what it is to sit in front of record executives, yeah, let alone yeah, yeah. for the record deal. So there wasn't much that I could hold comparable to sitting down. Right, right. But all in all, they seemed sincere. They seemed genuine. They seemed like they wanted us to win. So yeah, uh,
1: it's funny because this is ninety. 90- 93 uh-huh. it's like there was no youtube nah it was, was not no not documentaries. documentaries like now you can not you can watch so many documentaries on how labels treat artists and how artists need to handle their business
2: It wasn't even street teams at that point to be yeah. honest because loud was the ones i think that revolutionized street yeah, teams definitely. along with and then bad boy kind of like
1: Jumped on. You know yeah. they
2: mim- they kind of mimicked what they saw and then they yeah. took it to another level, but it was none of that when none we none of it.
1: Yep.
2: Nah, bro. Nah, nah.
0: And and now here's an important question.
2: Um, mm-hmm. for I'll,
0: I'll I'll ask it to both of you. Is Shits Real by Mike Geronimo the most iconic of the Shits Real that exists?
1: <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> A lot of shit that's is real. Really I don't
2: good know. Question. I, can't, I, you know it's safe. I can't answer that. Like, <laughs> I would, I'm
1: know. not going to lie. I'm a big fan of the Black Moon shit is real.
2: <laughs> Yo, they, right, because there's Black Moon. There's the premiere. I love the premiere. that He did for Fat Joe. Like That's one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, me too. His that's pop- a good song. Favorite. And I'm I went to visit stoked.
1: my aunt and stuck up my cuz right. Yeah,
2: exactly as you know, so Yeah, like there's that one, And there's a lot of those, but I don't know if I'm the most iconic Wait,
1: what's what's, what's the Mike Geronimo record Actually called?
0: Shit's real with apostrophe
1: Shit, apostrophe,
2: apostrophe I think shit Some people real. say shit is real And there's something, I always say shit's real, yeah, shit's real.
0: No, it's apostrophe Walk the block by day. This is the Black so Moon one. Yeah, that's the Black
2: tonight. Moon yeah. one.
1: That's your,
2: yeah, that's, that's just super hard. That, that was hard. that whole album was insane.
1: Yeah, that uh, album was fire.
2: That album was fire. Shout out to Black Moon. Um, Shout out to Mr. Walt Evil Day. Yo,
0: but so, but your record shit is real. How so? How how successful did it? did that record feel like it was like, I I loved it. It it definitely seemed to give you a name in the hip Mm -hmm. hop, in the hip hop world Were you Mm -hmm. guys like, and the label was everyone happy with shit's real and thinking like, this is big. This is the start of something big.
2: I definitely think overall, that's what they felt because a lot of things picked up in terms of support and intent after it came out and, it kind—I mean, just on a personal note, it kind of like took me for a ride because, like I said, I wasn't expecting anything really.
0: And, and how old were you at the time? Like eighteen?
2: Like seventeen, going on eighteen. Wow! Shit. Um, and like I—I I wasn't, so it just blew my mind. And then at the time, I remember there was this show called the, there was this channel called the Box and you would yeah. have to call and you do like a three digit code and you can order your video and the shit was on it all, all the time
0: Yeah. and
2: then I think you know once it started getting played on the radio it just all took off like a rocket ship like I didn't expect any of it so it definitely I, it definitely pleased them at TVT I think they were definitely happy, and I think it actually made them say, "Okay, maybe this is, war- maybe this warrants a lot more than even right. we were ready to throw behind it." And they were ready to throw everything, but I think Shit's Real's success made them say, "Okay, we have a shot at doing something that's really, really big." So we should do things that are really, really big and put whatever we need to behind it.
0: Do you remember what any of those things were? Like, do you remember them saying, we're going to do this? Um, (laughs) Um, Even things that may have seemed like they thought it was going to be big. And in retrospect, it didn't mean shit. But at the time, it felt like it was going to be something. I mean,
2: with shit's real, I can't really remember. I think the only thing that I kind of remember, and I'm not even certain if it was Vendetta or if it was Natural, I just remember well, no, with the Natural they had gone and gotten like damn near every poster board for every subway station in New York City. So there was this like big blow up of the album cover and they made it kind of look like it was a movie coming out mm. and they placed those in like every subway and that was kind of crazy. And then I remember, I'm not, I'm not certain if it was the first album or the second, but I remember they were like buying ad space during Nick's games on like MSG channel. Oh yeah. And at that time that was like, no one did that.
0: Right. And the Knicks were good. So it's. Yeah. It's, and the Knicks
2: were pretty good at that. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> so they were buying like maybe 10 second, 20 second ad spaces, like during, you know, when you'd see like a beer commercial at a Knicks yeah. game or you would see the appetizers for the album. Wow. So they were doing stuff like that.
0: What is your favorite of the uh, Shit's Real remixes? Because there's, uh, isn't there, Cutmaster Kurt? And there's, um yeah, there's computer Cut love. Master,
2: there's Clark Kent. There's, um,
0: Let's see what the first one is on YouTube. Is the
2: computer love remix? That's yeah. I think that's
1: oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. Th-
0: is this Cutmaster? Is this one the Cutmaster Kurt?
2: I think so. I think so there was like even a free- that never came out it was like a version Wyclef did that really yeah yeah wow yeah here's yeah. one listed
0: as unknown remix and it's a picture Ooh. of a white label let's see if this Ooh, is legit a
2: white
1: man white label sorry. white label I remember this too
2: yeah who did this one woo I finally remember who did that I the the belly up the base I leave the compound and make my way to my stuff ground I'm just about this one's gutter it's, it's very gutter. I remember
1: shit. this like I remember like stretch Armstrong or somebody playing that version yeah but... and
2: I've heard it in so long and I'm like yo I cannot remember who did that one but there's a couple there's a couple
1: where's the... you think it was um
2: Peter love I gotta find that <laughs>
1: You think it was Beethoven? Exactly. Yeah,
2: right. Exactly. <laughs> That'd be a neat trick. What would it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how would you do that?
0: Um, um. So so, how uh, what were you and Irv like at this time? How tight did you guys get? Was it like a friendship? Was it like uh, you know, he's he's the boss running the plays, and you're trying to you know f- fit in? Like, I mean, and how did that work?
2: I think for me, I just think I always thought in terms of like friendship, you know, because like I said, I wasn't, this wasn't what I, I thought I was going to end up doing in life. Like this wasn't the direction that I I, I even considered, you know, so I didn't know to say let me write something and find a producer and then join forces and business wise, that will equate to this, which will lead to that. And then we'll right. do it. it wasn't, it wasn't in the, the standard operating procedure of my thought process. So I only knew if you was cold and you was, you know, and I vibe, then we good. If, if, if we don't vibe, then I don't fuck with you. And that's how I was with everybody, you know. So for me, it was always friendship. And it was just cool to say, okay, here's somebody I'm meeting. I'm becoming a friend with, but we're also in this endeavor. And,
1: and were you I, signed to Irv? Like, did he do a deal with TV? You were signed to TVT. I
2: signed to TVT. I he, mean, was yeah. he had a production company um, called Top Dog Production. Mm. And he also, I think, was trying to get in film with hype so they had like top dog films and top dog productions yeah and so that was the production company i didn't end up signing with his production i signed directly to tvt
1: but he was the producer yeah interesting mm-hmm. was he and he, he also, also managed you
2: producer. he kind of did everything yeah and then yeah. and then it got to a point where you know like uh I think it was actually my parents who suggested. They were like, "You need a manager," you know. And then my cousin George was kind of managing this group called Children of the Corn at the time. Mm. Of oh wow! Here wow, we go! Wow! Wow! Here wow. we go! Your cousin was so, managing Children
0: of the Corn.
2: Right, George Rowan. Shout out to George wow. and him and, and my other cousin Bo Barnes. Shout out to Barnes. And Barnes, ironically enough, ends up, like, dealing with Bad Boy and Puff, like, tight, you know. But anyway, so my dad has suggested that, you know, George managed me. And then my cousin George took over doing that. And I think that's, like, the genesis of where a lot of friction started to develop. I was,
1: I was just about to ask you, how did that go yeah. over?
2: I didn't really go over, didn't too go well. over great. It never does. Yeah, I, I mean, didn't go over well.
0: But this is this is it, fascinating to me, real quick. Sorry, Cy, is that so? Your parents were in mm-hmm. on this rap thing for you, like they were down
2: and not necessarily. Like okay. my dad is funny. I remember the day you had a dad. My dad, my dad heard shiz <laughs> wow. real. Okay, and the nigga like stood in the living room when we looked at the radio, and he's like. <laughs> I right, so where's the check? And I'm like, uh, nigga, I was just on the radio, He's like, yeah, but where's the check? So my dad was more on, I think initially he was like, all right, here you go, being a hair-brain teenager, doing what hair-brain teenagers, you know, like, yeah, I'm doing this thing that, you know, and it's not, you, you know, you should, why don't you consider joining the, the 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 service or or you know, my dad was a cop and he was in the army, so. He pretty much wanted me to follow suit, you know, and either go into the service or either go into the or go wow. join the force. And a
1: cop where
2: he started at Manhattan Tass. That was wow. like where he started. And that's actually how him and my cousin george our dads they're like we're not blood related but my dad and my uncle george who was my cousin george's father right they were partners together oh shit! that's how they met and so then
1: your cousins the same way your kids cousins are cousins with flush royal
2: flushes exactly <laughs> So it's wow. like Rosenberg,
1: this is what black people do. I'll explain. Is you
2: what later. We do. Right. No. So I wish I then, wish we I wish I had this. Yeah, and my so, mom, Goldberg. my mom was a school teacher. My stepmom, my real mom passed away when I was nine, but my birth mom rather. But yeah. my stepmom, she was a teacher, you know, in New York City. But my my stepmom, she was real supportive of it. Like she's actually the one she, they went and bought. My brother and me, like four turntables and two mixers and eight speakers and right. all this DJ equipment, which is what I did before I rhymed. I was DJing. So my stepmom was behind me a hundred percent. My dad, not so much. Um, but then I think when they started seeing the video playing and they- Right, and them. they're going to work in the car, and they, you know, they're hearing the song while yeah. they're driving to work. You know, it kind of changed a lot. So,
0: so now they want to jump in and go, "Hey, it looks like this thing's doing something. <laughs> you need to go. You need to go with your cousin. We, we, that's right. who we trust. It'll be with your right. cousin."
2: And I, you know, it, it was funny, p. I don't even think it was so much that as it was. Okay, look, this is not like a fly by night thing. Like, mm. I remember my dad telling me, like, well, you know, kid, you might have a real shot at something here. So, uh, I think I'm Nicole Georgie, and you guys should sit down and talk, and blah, blah, blah. And
1: I'm not mad at any of this. No. I'm not mad at this. You can't be mad yeah, at it.
2: I think they were just doing what any parent would do. Like, if they, their yeah, child, good parent. right? And if their child somehow had stumbled onto something that could potentially you know, grow into something where they don't have to worry now, about things. Now, like,
0: did, did George go on to do anything else in music?
2: He, he kind of did. Like at that time, bro, it was funny because he, are you there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he kind of did. I'm sorry about that. I don't know who was in the room. Um, he kind of did. He had like three other, four other acts besides me. And he actually was managing Flush, too, initially.
0: Because
2: after, you know, like, I got on board, I told, he knew, like, me and Flush were, like, attached at the hip. And I was like, you know, he needs a manager, too, and he spits better than me, and you should manage him. So then he managed Flush, too, and I think an R&B artist. Um, But as he got involved, no. (laughs) No, definitely not.
1: Definitely. I don't know. I get r and
0: Now, Miss Jones. Now, now, real quick. So then, uh-huh. how much did George being around? You said that that was the beginning of your relationship with with Irv being tarnished. Of course, it's interesting because your parents were doing what 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 they felt was right, which is we want to get you mm-hmm. around someone who we trust Absolutely. and we know. Little yeah. did, little did anyone know that. And who knows how it would have played out? But Irv Gotti went on to become this incredibly successful music executive right. and mogul, right? Now right. that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that y'all wouldn't have. It, it doesn't mean it would have worked out. But it is just funny no. that a parent's instinct—they're gonna do what they think is the safest play.
2: What they think is that is that like I don't at all uh, knock my parents for saying we're concerned and we you need to have safeguards in place. Yeah, checks and balances. Right, and I don't knock them at all for having a concern about me, my well-being, my future, you know, what could possibly occur. And truth be told, it wasn't so much the fact that I had went and got a manager outside of Irv. Irv actually was the one that had – for lack of a bit, Irv kind of had done something or said something rather that it just gave me food for thought. And it kind of made me say, well, if you can say that, or if you can do that, then what happens down the road when mm. we are successful? And so it was kind of just something that he did that kind of had me like, well, I don't know that I like, what I just heard. And because of that, I think that's enough for me to say, I'd rather go this way as opposed to that. Mm. And it was a very difficult decision to make because I was kind of like, it kind of like felt like two parents getting divorced. Cause like, you know, I had my cousin who's my manager saying, you know, if you sign to the label, then you don't have to worry about getting screwed or not getting what you deserve. And, and it was Irv on the other side of the fence, and I had known everything that he did. And everything. Oh, wait, your
1: your went. cousin came in when shits real was just an indie uh underground record playing on the radio. My before cousin came
2: in it. literally right before I either had to sign documents with Irv or oh. sign documents with the label. And it yeah, so, rough. That's yeah, rough. It was crazy. And exactly. he pushed and he
0: pushed you to sign with TVT and not with Irv.
2: Yeah, because his his the way he had informed me was he said, look, if you're an artist and you're signed to a label, you're directly signed to that entity. And whatever money is due to you, it goes directly to you. And there's no question as to what you deserve. If you sign through a production company, the label gives them a check and they, in turn, can pay you what they see fit. So if they wanted to pay you $10,000, they could. If they wanted to pay you $10, they could do that too. Yeah. It pretty much is based on what they see. I've been in those
1: situations many times, man. And right when the deal's about to happen, you bring someone else in.
2: Yeah. And again, like I said, I was, I was a baby, I did, and I damn sure knew nothing about music. And even How old was this
1: George fella?
2: George at the time, I want to say, was maybe in his late 30s going on his 40s.
1: Wait, that old?
2: Maybe uh, mid-30s, late 30s. So he wasn't exactly super young.
0: But he also wasn't right. super experienced either.
2: No, he wasn't super experienced and he didn't, it's not like you know, like I had like um, violator management or something like that. Right. Like he wasn't that experienced, but with that being said I think he was just looking at it from the perspective of this is family and this is my artist. Is
1: and George so white I'm, or black?
2: Nah, he's black. He's black. Super black.
1: So, so his father was a cop at 60 years old
2: <laughs> nah is that i might have the the ages off like with how old george was but no but if george, dad, if george was 35 dad his dad
0: george could have been 32 and his dad could have been 52
2: yeah, of yeah course. I'm okay. you're
1: 17. Anybody right. over 25 looks old as yeah. shit. <laughs> That's true. Is that, like no, but
2: you know, at that time, what I do know is like he was not in our age bracket. Like right. we do shit and George would be like, I don't understand y'all. Like, why do you smoke <laughs> weed all day? I don't understand y'all. Why do you wear your clothes like that? I don't right, understand. Right. Why can't you get that anywhere? Why do you have to go to just this store? Yeah. So finally kind of like. <laughs> you know, and we would, we'd be like, yeah, yeah you, you, we'd put them on or whatever. Was, what, right. But again, I don't knock him because like I said, I think he was doing what anybody would have did, you know? And Bro, back was, then,
1: man, yeah, that is definitely a safer bet. It's a safer bet financially to go with the label, but. I wasn't even going to go
2: with the label, as I said. I actually was going to go against the advice I was given from my parents and from my cousin, And I actually was opting to sign the contract with Top Dog. And then Irvin and I had had a discussion one night, and he said something that I just couldn't get past, that I couldn't say to myself.
0: If you keep keep fucking up, Mike, I can find another Mike Geronimo. Nah
2: what he said was I should have just made you sign a contract Like niggas told me to mm-hmm. And I just kind of looked at him I turned around and looked at him like First of all You're not a made anybody do anything Person from when I could tell And if you wasn't made Anybody do anything person You wasn't making me do shit
1: Nah that's from that's That comes from you know now as an older guy That came from a moment of Frustration and he felt like he put everything in. I mean, it. now
2: in hindsight, how old was Irv at the time? Only a few years older, right? 20? Yeah, he was only a couple of years. Like he was a kid too. Like Right. But Sife hindsight is 2020. We were both kids.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's what
2: I mean. And in the same way that I say to myself, maybe I got too offended and wasn't open-minded enough 100%. to understand where it was coming from,
1: hundred percent.
2: In the same sense, that's how I could. Pro- he may have said to himself, "I doubt it," because I know how he is. But he may have said, "Well, maybe that was too rash, or maybe." No, he's I- that, bro, we
1: that. know Irv, man. We know we know Irv is a wild boy, is all energetic, crazy. Says all the right, shit. and, and, but you, and Irv is him. also like a, a a guy who go in his quiet time was like. Maybe I shouldn't have said, you know what I mean?
2: I mean, you know what? I, I don't know. And I'll yeah, never we know. know. we we'll no. We can ask him. him. But still Cy, Cy,
0: Cy, by the way, we probably you did ask him. We probably did ask him and don't remember. <laughs>
1: <laughs> knowing us. <laughs> knowing us, we didn't. No, but yeah, but that, that shit, that shit is all like, yeah, man, that shit is all. We would like, I you know, his you parents were telling him. Dead. Yeah. His parents were telling him. Get you know, get what you gotta get. You know what I'm saying. Same way your parents were like, you gotta make sure you stay safe and and get what you you know. What I mean, like everybody right. has like.
2: And at the and at the end of the day, if I didn't learn anything else from it, um, I definitely learned that if you believe in something or if you believe in someone, then just just believe and just ride. And maybe, had I seen it that way, maybe I would have overlooked the statement. Maybe I would have overlooked. Other things that, kind of that statement and him yeah. saying it, oh, and then yeah. that was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. Right. With, um.
1: But like now, as an adult, you'd be like, "Yo, you just said something crazy. I'm gonna step out. I'm gonna go home. We both are gonna go sleep on this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nice like, yeah. 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 Now I'd have yeah. Been like, yeah. Adult, yeah,
2: whatever, nigga. Like, right. Yeah. yeah. Call me <laughs> tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah but this, this is this is that this is
0: also like the dumb advice people give in relationships yeah. when they're like never go to sleep angry. It's like angry, no, right. no, actually sometimes it should be like hey babe, let's go to bed. <laughs> let's talk tomorrow. <laughs> this yeah, is we're tired, done. Man. We, yeah, we've we been hungry
1: and tired. <laughs> we've been in circles did. now
0: all night. Um so wait, so was was Irv then out by the time you finished? Not out. I don't mean out, no. but was he he kept he worked all the way through the natural in the same way?
2: The whole way. He he was the executive producer. He kinda to an extent, even though I wasn't signed to Top Dog, he was a he became an AR at TBT. Right, right. And I was his first project. So he kind of was still, you He's know, still started, yeah. okay, well, no. yeah, you're gonna do this with this producer, or I might say I wanna work with this person, and he might be like, Yeah, or nah. Or, You know, and he was very intricately involved in, all right, yo, we're going to put this song on and that song's not going to be there. So even though I wasn't signed to Top Dog, he still had that level of control or autonomy over the project. And I think the only difference was, funny enough, that because I wasn't signed to his production, I actually had... The ability to say well I don't agree with that and I don't want to do that and so I'm not doing that. You know and that never happened because we kind of like when it came to making that album we kind of saw everything for the most part eye to eye. There were a couple of producers that he didn't necessarily envision me working with or that he didn't necessarily think you know like well you don't really need that. Well. I I well, his plan for me or or rather for what he wanted was he kind of looked at death row as what a label should be what a sound should be Mm. yeah and i don't mean like to 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 i don't mean it in the sense of like you know, making a carbon copy of Death Row. But he kind of was like... they moved. Right. So he was using what Death Row was, what they put out, and how they were established. And that was kind of the template. Mm. And it was before Murder, Inc. was Murder, Inc. But I think he kind of looked at it like, okay, you see how them niggas is moving? That's what we going to move like. Right.
1: Makes sense.
2: But you sound like you... Right. But I want you to do this and I want you to do this. And, and some of those things we agreed on, and other things I was like, nah, that's, I'm not, I don't feel that. You know, but be, again, because I didn't sign the top dog at the end, I could still say, which was very rare, if any time at all, I could still be like, well, I don't agree with that and I want to do it this way.
0: Well, for people who have, I'm sure there are people listening who love hip hop. Know the name Mike Geronimo, Never spent a ton of time with the Natural. Um, mm. um, so let's get into some of it. Um, first of all, the names associated with this album that were a part of it in any way: um, Beat Miners, uh, Buck Wild, which which, yeah. which on Master I see those scratches are Rock Raider. Um, Rock Raider, yeah. Which rest is in a, peace. rest in peace. Which is an incredible. Yeah um yeah. dmx Ja, and jay-z are all on time to build which irv produced you mm-hmm. have another buck wild um production in three stories high you have mm-hmm. oc on men versus many produced by beat miners another yeah. buck wild you have the lost boys freaky tie rest in peace like uh, my favorite freaky tie m- a moment maybe is on masked ic remix <laughs> um, I and, Nash, and by the way, and Nasheem Merrick produced on that with Harve Pierre, yeah, which is crazy.
2: Yeah, yeah. Nah, uh-huh. yeah, Nasheem did that. Yeah, Nashim I mean.
0: did what? He did the Master IC remix.
2: The remix, yeah. Oh, fuck. Which is him on. The hard. Hard. Yeah, hard. hard. So P-Mix. so, so yep.
0: um this this here, the second single, um, Master IC Let's give everyone a little taste in case if you were under a rock for some reason.
2: You don't shout. This is one of the most
0: rap-looking rap videos of the 90s.
2: Check <laughs> Blush. Yeah. And we had no treatment for that video.
0: Say it again. Say it again, Mike.
2: I said it is weird because we had no treatment for that video. Like, you know, I think it was a Super Bowl Sunday and... I remember Hype Williams called me and he's like, yo, what you doing? I was like, yo, I'm watching the Super Bowl. And he was like, yeah. He's like, yo, we're going to film a video. And I was like, all right, cool. But I thought he meant like, you know, we got to start talking about, you know, filming the next video. Because um, Hype did shit real. Wow. Um, By the way, Sife,
1: did you know that till this moment? I did I I did know that. And I forgot when you just mentioned it, I remembered that he did those videos.
2: Yeah, hyped This just real on his little ass camera. It was like maybe five inches. Was hype from Queen? Height. Not well. I don't know his origins, but, but he, was I, a,
1: he was around
2: Irv, Him and Irvin. Yeah, was. and yeah. I, I remember going to Jersey to see him. We would always go to Jersey. Um, but yeah, and he's like, "Yo, we're gonna do a video for for you know, uh, man, Starcy." And I was like, "Okay, when you want to do it?" He's like, "Yo, come downstairs." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> Yeah, come downstairs. And I came outside, and there were like three three, trucks in front of my building. Yeah.
0: Wow. Had he done anything before this?
2: What, was this real? Yeah. I think he did. There was a group called T. I want to say, why is it? Now, it's not T-A-7. T-A-7 was like a gang and queen. There was a group that had a song called Come Baby Come. Oh, K-7. Like K-7. Right. K-7. So he shot that video for K-7.
0: Yo, that's that's wild. I did not realize. I did yeah. not
2: realize he did that. Yeah, he did K-7, and I think he did something else. By the time Master C came around, Now he was doing stuff for Brandy and Usher and Bad Boy. Wow. As a matter of fact, the equipment and the trucks, because when, like I said, he told me come outside and I went in front of my building and he had like three gigantic 18-wheeler trucks in front of my building. And he's like, yo, go call all your friends. We're going to shoot a video right now. And I was just like, what? And he's like, yo, go call everyone now. So we just went down colding and I called flush and I was like yo. Oh, I know
1: exactly what happened.
2: Yeah and I told I was like yo just we just started calling people we called the lost boys we called you know like family we had at side people in corona left right we just started calling people and then um it turned out that the equipment was for either brandy or usher uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. He just like, one, of
2: them, one of them, one of them had. I think it was either the "All I Do" video or the the remix for Brandy for um, "I Want to Be Down." Uh-huh. Yeah, it was her video. So he took the equipment and he was supposed to turn the trailers and the trucks and all the cameras in. He didn't. Right. He held all the equipment and shot Master I see
1: one day. Right
2: and one day and we shot the the trailer for what would become belly so in between shooting master i see
1: pause pause stop slow down what <laughs> the fuck did you just say
2: as we were filming master i see uh-huh belly is like loosely based on Um, one of our people, like shout out my man Monday. Um, but the story of Belly is loosely based, and Monday, originally I was supposed to play Nas' role. Wow. Um, Monday was like Mike is just like such and such. Like, if anybody should be, it should be Mike. So during Master I C, we shot like a maybe twenty second. Trailer of wow. that they used to sell the screenplay and the idea of the movie Belly to the the production or the movie company, right? And so that's how uh, they got the green light and the funding for Belly. And that
1: is crazy. Yeah. Yo, yep.
0: yo, Mike Geronimo is like the Forrest Gump of hip hop. Like you are not
2: the only person who has said that, and I laugh when people say now I I like crack up when I hear it because I'm like, yo, yeah, you it cut keeps you going. Car. But
0: like <laughs> it's, Saif, I already thought that, and then he mentions that Hype Williams did shit as real and master IC. Yeah. I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. how much different shit weaves through the beginning of your career? It's just yeah, like
2: man. it's it is just so fucking weird, bro. Like and it's it's just bugged because like I said, it'd be. I mean, if I look at it, all is crazy because the first person I ever knew coming outside of my house was Large Professor because he lived right next door to me. Mm What flushing and yeah. So my mom's like, you know how you'll have, you know, you have the older dudes that might be. You
1: know about Paul
2: from next door.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right.
2: Like my moms would be like, "Who you outside with?" I'd be, "Mom, with Paulie." Oh, okay, you can stay outside till the light come. <laughs> so if Lodge was outside, my mom was okay with me being outside. Yeah, glasses. glasses. He had
1: glasses.
2: Exactly. him and my man Van, my man Savander. and Van is uh, Nas's daughter's sister. That's Van's sister I mean Nas's daughter's mother Carmen right grew up with us too so all these people were in my daily yeah. circle of, yeah, of yeah, these yeah. and my mom passed away and I ended up moving and I lived in Corona and I lived in East Elmhurst for a bit and then I finally settled in like Southside and then we moved to 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 Bayside and lo and behold, there's all these people that are in my mix that have so, something. So
1: large with. professors when you're like eight, nine years old? Yeah,
2: large is like hilarious. who taught me about fat laces and pumas and and and, and going down Main Street and getting my name buckled. How my
1: old buckles. was he at the
2: time? Large was maybe two, three years older than me. But he just had an old soul. You know what <laughs> you I mean? Think- and, yeah, he just, you know, like he just seemed a lot older than what he was. So, wow. but Lord put me on all of that graffiti, um, windbreakers, gazelle glasses, Kangol, what's the shirts? The BBD shirts. Yo, how the, did you he not?
1: Kept in, you kept in touch all those years after, like
2: mm-hmm. you know.
1: Okay, that's crazy. How is? How does he not
0: have a song on the album? All right, you know what we need to do here, Syph? Let's stop. I know
1: exactly what we need to do.
0: We need to stop. For a second mm-hmm. and this is the time when we say hey fuck faces um we do a patreon show yeah. and if you want to get things like i don't know another hour and change with mike geronimo that- i
1: like i like that we, we we foreplay you you know what i'm saying we get you all hot and steamy and ready to go and right when we're about to spelunk it come on baby Come on, baby. Come on down to that Patreon. Come on down. <laughs>
0: um, Yeah, this is a good one, and he there's a lot more here, and I, I the way his story ends, too. is I
1: had no idea it would be this good. Yeah, I didn't know I, had I, no, I really didn't.
0: I didn't know where the story went. Uh, it was it was because, you know, Siphon, I do know preparation, so we obviously don't know where the story's going to go. We just wait and hear it. So, anyways, thank you. We love you guys. Head on over patreon.com slash one ep is life.